0: telling the stories of inspiring women and girls. Today, we're speaking with our mothers in celebration of Mother's Day. I'm Abby, here with my mom. Melissa. And I'm Melissa, here with my mom, Sharon.
1: I'm Nora, and I'm here with my mother, Angela. I'm Bella, and I'm here with my mom, Deanna.
2: And I'm Jasmine. (laughs) I'm Kation, and I'm here with my mother, Amber. So, how and why did you want to have kids?
3: I needed somebody to get the remote for me, so, you know. <laughs> little people, free labor, you know, that kind of
1: thing.
3: <laughs> no, for real. You just, sometimes as a mom, as a woman, you get to a point point you're like, these little people running around, Hi. I wouldn't want a mom. <laughs> then you get one and you're like, did I really want one of my <laughs> But then you have all this knowledge that you want to impart to them. And then you're like, it just makes you happy to see them take that in and take it a step further and grow with that.
0: I think I was young whenever I became a mom. I think I fell in love and um, I wanted to see my husband in another human. Like he was so wonderful and I thought, He would make a really great child so and it turned out great abby's our first (laughs) and it worked out great for us
2: um for me i always wanted to be a mom i'm one of five kids and i have an incredible mom myself and so when i was little and people would ask me what i wanted to do when i grew up i said i want to be a mom just like my mom
1: i've always just wanted to be a mom i just have me and my brother so growing up i always wish i had more siblings so i wanted to have a
0: whole bunch of kids, but I did only stop at three. Yeah. Only three. Only three. They feel like a lot more. <laughs> it's well above average in America. been
1: great.
4: And for me, I never saw myself as anything other than a mother. So it's like my only goal in life is to be a mother.
3: What's it like being a mom?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Not what you think it
3: is. <laughs> It's challenging and rewarding all at the same time. It's the hardest job you'll ever have. It's It takes a lot more time than you think it does. It takes a lot more energy than you think it does. It's, I think, the, one of the scariest jobs you will ever take because once that child is born, unless you're somebody's parent, you don't understand how scared you are for that person and how being scared for them, you still want them to go out there and grow and fly and do everything you can do, and you just hope and you pray that they're okay while they're doing that. And that feeling, you understand your parents once you have a child because <laughs> it, it will never go away. So hopefully when you have kids, you'll be at least halfway ready for that feeling.
1: It's a never-ending job. It will go until you're born, until you're 100. From the moment we wake up to the moment we go to sleep, we think about you and worry about you and
2: hope for the best all the time. For me, I, I think motherhood is about uncertainty. And you just you're, you have this gift, and you're, you're going to pour your heart and soul into these little people, and you have no idea how it's going to turn out. It's unlike <laughs> any other job. I mean, every other job, you pretty much know if you put in XYZ, you're going to get something out. But with your kids, they have their free will, and you can put everything into them and, and just hope and pray for
4: the best. And the thing is, is that every child is different, too. So what you did with your first, your second comes along, and it doesn't work, and you go, well, well wait a
2: minute.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I'm your second. Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? They were
4: so much
3: common. I know.
4: Yeah. I know. So it's always testing you to be on your toes and, and to think out of, outside the box. Because you want to do what's best for your child, but you don't always know what that is. So Yeah.
3: <laughs> what do you think, think one of the most challenging things of being a mom is, and
2: what, what's your favorite thing of being a mom? Um, for me, the most challenging thing is balance, because, you know, when you're a mom, you have all these other things you have to do too, I mean, some moms are working, um, in my case, yeah. I do part-time homeschool, I have a toddler, I work, and just trying to find enough time to do all the things you need to do for your family and your kids, and still be yourself. Is the biggest challenge for me.
3: Like you want to be the best you you can be, for like everybody in your life, but well, for your kids, you want to be like you want them to see you at your best, and that doesn't always happen. And you just hope that one day they understand that 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 best that they got the best from you, at least the best you could give on each and every day. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. What was the other part of the question? What's your favorite thing to <laughs> The favorite thing about being a mom is every once in a while, you look at them, and they're quiet, and they and they look like they actually like you still. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, Mine is when I actually see them doing something I've taught them that I didn't think they were listening or learning, and they're doing it on their own. I'm like, oh my gosh, I taught them that. <laughs> it's the best. And when my daughter tells me she loves me all the time, and she's very grateful. I appreciate it
0: my favorite thing is definitely without a doubt watching them grow into their own person because when they're babies you think you know you know who they are but you don't I mean they're not talking and you know um they grow and grow and into these fantastic humans that are going to make a difference in the world thanks to the very small part of us as mothers um I have to thank everybody else that's in their lives but it does feel really nice to know that like, all the women, all the girls at this table are going to be absolutely fantastic women. Yeah. They're already
3: on the right path. I'm so proud of you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I kind already answered that question, but it's like she said, when you see them do something utterly amazing that you never thought that, because you think you know them, that they're, they're going to go out there and do. And they do it, you're like, whose child is this? I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and you're just as amazed as everybody else was watching.
0: Yeah. I've definitely met adults in my life that I've been like, man, I want to meet your parents. I want to say thank you to your parents because you're such a fantastic human, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's uh-huh. cool. It's cool to be a part of that as a mom. It is.
4: And as a third generation, it's wonderful to watch oh. the second generation become such a wonderful mother to the third generation yes. and the third generation be such wonderful people. I mean, and I you know I had a little. Teeny, huge, huge.
0: I think we undermine our roles as mothers, but like looking at our moms, we can say what a huge role it really is. Once you become a mom, before I was a mom, I I was like, this is all me. I'm I'm me by myself. um, The minute I had her, I was like, I know nothing. Mom, help
3: me. So y'all had said earlier that um, that you started to like understand your parents' more. Like, Is there anything that as a child you thought um, was like, why do they do this? this, is so weird, and as an adult you started to understand it?
0: Absolutely, every day, yes, yes. I think before you're a mom, like I just said, you really do think you have it figured out. You know, mm-hmm. you think that you can do better than your mom did. When I grew up, I saw the flaws in my mom. I saw his flaws. Um, because she was human, and we are all flawed. Um, But as I became an adult, and I realized how hard life was without being a mom is already hard, just having a job and paying bills and whatever when you're an adult. Then you're responsible for literally just like another person's life, and um, you see the patience that your mom instilled in you, and and the countless nights before I can ever even remember the sleepless nights that she had changing my diapers and burping me, and you know in, in that infancy you don't think about that when you're a teenager. You're not thinking about the <coughs> sacrifice that your mom made for you. So when that happens to so you, you become a mom, and you're going through it. I mean, I called my mom so many times. Just thank you. I'm so sorry. I was the worst to you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> she was an amazing mom in hindsight i didn't treat her as kindly as i should have she
4: treated me like a teenager treats a mother (laughs) and that's (laughs) there's no guilt there all teenagers do that she's still like my baby was great leave her alone
3: (laughs) 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 i it's like the whole when you ask your parent a question and they say "Because," because i said so You totally understand because I said so. And the kids now, or even me, is like, that makes no sense.
4: When you You hear your parents' (laughs) words coming out of your mouth and you think, I can't believe I just said that because I heard that all my life and I hated it. And it just came out of my (laughs) 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 mouth. Because I said so is because they know what's at the other end of that action. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They
3: understand that being outside after 10 o'clock comes with a lot of dangers that you don't perceive or see or think about. And that's our job, to think about those things and say, you know what, right now, at this time, I don't want you to see that. I don't want you to go through that. So because I said so, you're staying in here. Because I said so, you can't go with your friends.
1: Mm-hmm. And so I was like, but why, but why? Because mm-hmm. I, said,
4: I said no, because I said no. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my mm-hmm. gosh,
0: my mom's right here. <laughs> yes. That was a really good question. Yes. Yes. Really insightful. So
3: out of all the things you teach your kids, what's one thing you hope stays with them throughout life and why? to be independent. I always tell Nora that, you know, it's not how you fall, it's how you get up. Mine is like you, everybody makes mistakes. We're supposed to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. It's how you, what you learn from it. I want you to know that next time, don't do that, or if you do it, do it better. You know, what did you, what did you learn for it? It's like, you don't want, the last thing somebody rem- remembers about you is what I did wrong, what, how I feel, But you know what, I made a mistake. But how
2: did I recover from it? For me, what I want my kids to take away is to be very future oriented, to always look, to say, how can I be more compassionate? How can I be a better person? Um, Just to make the most of their lives, you know, every day to always try to progress and be better than you were the day before.
1: I hope that they're, I try and teach them to always be kind, no matter what, whoever it is. They could be having a bad day. You don't know what's going on over there, and if they're mean to you, just try and ignore it and just be kind to everybody. It doesn't matter. So far, it's been pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Except for she's not nice to her sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <None of> <laughs> I that. was going great. What's your answer?
0: Oh, I didn't want to answer. It's too hard. Yeah. I think. I think my biggest thing would be, in all you do, do it with love and life is short, let, the, let it roll off your back, you know, treat everyone with kindness, mm-hmm. make an impression that's gonna last forever through love and action.
4: <laughs> She's gonna be picky about her.
0: What do you think is the biggest contribution uh, we've made on your lives? You, do- our daughters, to mm-hmm. us? A lot. Uh- <laughs> You've taught me that I have so much to learn. And I love it. I love learning. it. I love pursuing the challenge. I accept it
3: greatly. Mm -hmm. Nora has taught me patience. At least Mm -hmm. I'm getting there a lot more because she's a totally different type of person than I am. I talk a mile a minute. I have a son who's just like me. I feel he talks a mile a minute. And Nora's quiet. People thought she didn't talk because we talk so much. <laughs> but then you, you get around her and she, she just makes she makes you happy. And as a mom, I want her to see me be the best person that I can be. So she she knows how to grow up to be the best woman that she can be. But she teaches me how to do that every day. To be a better mom, a better woman, a better person. And you know, I truly believe that I like that. I know everybody here hopefully does that. Like, my daughter's awesome.
1: Amen. You know, like Amen. I truly believe
3: I was blessed with her so she could teach me some lessons, mm-hmm. you know, and be a better person every day. I
2: think, uh, my daughter has taught me to be self-reflective. You know, when you go into parenthood, like they were saying, you, you think you know it, you think you got it together. And um, having children has made me realize all of my flaws and my shortcomings. And it helps me to want to move forward and be a better person every day. And so my kids, especially Kirsten teaches me to look at what I'm doing every day and be careful about what I say and what what I'm doing. Mm-hmm.
1: My daughter teaches me love and affection. I'm not very like huggy person or affectionate person. She's the opposite. She hugs me all the time, tells me she loves me all the time. So mm-hmm. she's teaching me to be more like that. And she's also, she also, helps build me up like if i i'm feeling down or I don't, I'm like, oh, I don't like the hell this is working or how this is like she's like mom well, no, that looks fine you look fine and she she p- picks me up when when i don't realize i'm down Aww. she picks up on that and picks me up
4: yeah i'm a great child <laughs> <laughs> what Do one does one? Su- success mean to you what does success As a parent or just in general? In general. Survival. (laughs) (laughs) I did it. Survived. That's helpful.
1: Doing the most you can, not just the minimum, just to get by, but doing the most you can without getting so stressed out. I think that's exciting. Am I happy
3: with where I'm at right now? Did I do the best I could to get here? And what can I improve on tomorrow, the next day, to be where I want to be, wherever that is. And have I asked myself where that is? Have I actually set goals and have I achieved them to my satisfaction, not to the satisfaction of everybody around me? And in the area I grew up, that's that was hard. The success meant like you had this, you got that. These people thought this about you. And I reflected on, you know, that doesn't matter. It matters like Am I happy with where I'm at? And if I'm not, what am I going to do to gain that success?
1: Okay. Earlier we asked, um, what
3: is one thing that you wish that would stick with your child from your parenting? What is one thing that you've gotten from us that you you hope that sticks with you? Did you just think of that
0: question? Yes. Good job. <laughs> I love these questions. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, really that's great. I I love it. it. <laughs> Well, my mom's at the table, so I'm not answering first. Let me think about it. <laughs>
4: I'll answer because um, I'm, I'm learning um, to be satisfied with life's surprises. Um, you know, my generation was you set goals and you achieve them, and you should be fulfilled by being a mother, being a wife, being... Whatever, you know, and uh, you get to be my age and you learned, oh, that's not all so fulfilling yes. and it didn't quite work out the way you envisioned it, <laughs> literally. And, and uh, to see life again through your eyes and what's possible is like, oh, it's exciting. It's exciting to be surprised. And you know to hold back with um, opinions <laughs> about things because unless I'm asked, because I want y'all to live your lives, you know, not my life, not you know. You think your mom was like that? She she you you're carrying <clears throat> that from
0: her, or you saw her not do that, and you are doing it. You
4: know. <clears throat> My parents were the um, Depression-era parents, very hands-off. My parents were, I don't know, well, y'all are her generation, so (laughs) I don't know what your parents think about, or what you think about your grandparents, but uh, yeah, my parents were, um, their, because they were Depression-era kids, their biggest thing was financial stability. So the stability, emotional stability of the family or whatever was like, what's that? (laughs) That was not on their radar at all. That makes sense. So for me, uh, which I have told you this before and I probably went overboard, because I never heard, good job. That was, you know, I'm proud of you. (laughs) I never heard that, you know. They were, I'm sure. But it wasn't something that was said. So for my kids, they heard it every day. <laughs> like, like too much. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think they ever thought they could do anything wrong. <laughs> so point. I think there you take from your parents what you thought was good, and you do don't do what you thought was maybe not so good. You try to filter how you were raised mm-hmm. to be a better parent. I know she's doing that. She's filtering what I did, or Negative. what they, what, what they, they're doing. And so for me, what they're doing is Wait. being surprising. Could you
3: repeat the question? What they're <laughs> doing? Yeah. That's <Yeah>. well, <laughs> what you know, I
4: think she said. Well, I, what we
3: take from them. my uh, question was like earlier we would um, like, what is one thing that you have taught us that we that you wish you hope that sticks with us? So I flipped it. I said, what is one thing that we have taught you that you hope sticks with you? I thought you're asking what our parents taught yeah. us. <laughs> Well, you're parenting your discipline style. You think, like you said, you get that, you get a lot of it from your parents, Even the stuff you think is whatever. But when you get to that, I've had enough of it, you kind of go back to what you know. And my children are like, they're talkers. And like, even I say no quiet, they're really reasonable people. (laughs) And I kind of go from zero to a hundred. And they're, and especially Norse is like, is that a good idea? (laughs) And I'm like, is she talking to me and I'm like why can't she talk to me you know because when I blow up she she gets quiet and she doesn't come and talk to me anymore and I don't ever want that to happen yeah. so I have to take from her is that her communication style is this I get through with, to her if I do this because sometimes I'm like I'm tired of this I'm whatever and it's like I said when you get to that level you kind of lose it but what, as our parents, my parents, when they're great people, but they're not going to come apologize to me for anything. <laughs> Nora knows, like, if I've, overste- what I feel, like, overstepped, or I've done something that I think maybe was hurtful, I'm going to go and apologize to them later.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And that's what I get from them, because I see it as, like, they take that in, and we go forward. Because I don't want to ever be like this 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 and so she doesn't bring that to me next time Mm -hmm. so I have to listen to their style of understanding and say there's no reason to holler to I can't holler anymore if we can talk about it even if I don't see her side or maybe there's no reason why I can't see her side (laughs) and we can do that differently next time
1: Jumping off of, like, Jasmine's question, what is one thing that stuck with you from your parents? Like, one good thing and, like, one bad thing? Something good that stuck with (laughs) me. Oh, sorry. I
0: forgot. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I thought the last question was. I'm sorry. Um, Something good that my mom, my mom was a single mom, and um, I never realized how hard that was until I was a mom who had help. And I still felt like helpless. And she, her selflessness goes above anybody I've ever met in my life. And so that is something that um, has is been instilled in me. Sorry, we're obviously really emotional people. <laughs> it's a mess. She's not crying. Good job, Abby. <laughs> um, so that's something that I, even I don't have to think about it. it. It's the way she raised me and it's a part of who I am. and I will always put my children or other people above me. That's just the way it should be. Mm-hmm. So that's that. And then um, something that makes uh, something up negative. <laughs> um, gosh. I can think of things my dad did negatively because he wasn't around, Mm -hmm. so I guess I could use that. Mm -hmm. He he was selfish, so (laughs) there are my pros and cons.
4: I think, I think, I'm going to speak for her about
0: me don't, because don't, don't. No, no, that's no. honestly my opinion mom don't speak badly about yourself No
4: I'm not <laughs> but you did tell me that you were hurt sometimes that I didn't always tell you the truth about your life Mom but that's just life it's fine we're okay that was she was a, <laughs> she, she
0: absolutely did the very best that she could do and I understand her um she's human and we will make mistakes mm-hmm. and you guys will grow up and you're going to look at us and you're going to maybe think like I'll never do that and then you're going to do it yeah mm-hmm. and so
4: they I never beat I yourself hold, up forever.
0: <laughs> I try not to hold much against her because she did the very best she could, and I saw it. I saw her effort. Now, if mm-hmm. I had had a mom who maybe didn't show me her effort as often, you know, if she um, didn't come to my things or didn't make tell me she loved me, didn't make me feel loved and appreciated, then maybe this conversation would be different. But it wasn't. So that's my answer. And it may not be everybody's answer, but I hope it's all of your answers when you're, you're in this seat by your children.
1: Something good that I take from my mom is working. She was also a single mom. She had three jobs, so she taught me how to do hard work, which now she kind of regrets because now she's like, you need to stop working so hard. I'm like, Mom, I learned it from you. Mm-hmm. You would work a.m. to p.m. and you come home from work, all your jobs, you'd make me a costume for Halloween or plays or whatever. Um but something I don't want to take from her is her and I really weren't. She wasn't there. She was always working. We didn't weren't able to talk and communicate with each other. Like we didn't have like really good closeness. Like I hope her her and I talk about everything. And she had two older sisters, so we talk about everything with all of them about boys and everything that goes on with all of that. That's and wonderful. My mom and I never had that talk. So, or any of those talks. And she, I mean, I get it. She had to work, and mm-hmm. she was a single parent, so it was hard. But that's something I hope to change. That's why I always tell them. My tell life was anything. a little
0: bit similar. I can I can relate a little bit. She worked all the time. And yeah. when I did see her, I wasn't necessarily going to talk about the boy I liked, you know, because it oh, was yeah. for such a small amount. We just tried to yeah. enjoy our time together.
4: But I can also tell you that your mother was raised Yeah, Yeah, she didn't no, have that conversation par- with her parents either. Our her. parents never talked no. to us about anything, mm. nothing. No. And so- to, to have a, that kind of conversation with your own children was very foreign. It was something mm-hmm. you needed to learn how to do. Whereas I am just blown away by the conversations that these children feel free to have with your parents. I mean, it just, like, it blows me out of the water. I'm just so grateful for it.
3: My, I have to say, my parents, they were really good at they remember getting a spanking for everything, you know, because that's discipline style they grew up with. So with me, it was like you get a choice. <laughs> Would you like to wash those dishes? You want a spanking? Like, and sometimes like which one's gonna be over faster? <laughs> you know? but I had choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but I, that wasn't the first thing they went to. You know, so I grew up like okay, look, this is where we're at. You know, we have stages, and I got that from them, but like. The bad thing for my mom, this at that time when I was younger, I thought it was bad is that like, you know, she grew up in the '60s. She married my dad when she was 20, and they really love each other. My parents are like this unit, and you see that and you love it. But you're like, but they were very insulated with each other. But they loved us, and and my mom was like, she's she's always gonna back my dad. Mm-hmm. It was just their parenting style you know, and I'll be so mad at him. And, and I tell her and I talk and talk. And I was, like, I was like, Is she gonna go tell him? You know, like she always backed him up. And it's not a bad thing, but growing up, it made me think, Hey, you gonna stand up for us or whatever? Mm-hmm. And I know now that she did it in her own way. And because everybody sees my mom as this quiet lady who's the sweetest person in the world. Her, grandparent, her grandkids call a secret ninja spot, <laughs> <laughs> Cause she be, She's like, oh, baby, she's that person. And I'm like this loud, bossy, my little sister calls me a bully sometimes. you know. And I just realize that she's kind of that person too. She just does it in a different way. And it took me a while to take that from her, being a negative thing on her, that to see that, you know, She's one of those, you, know, you get more flies with honey, baby. Calm down. <laughs> and it just, sometimes it takes you a while to see those negative things into the positive.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And that's, I think, I try to tell everybody around, like your parents, you have to forgive them for the, cause they're human, like, cause you don't realize you're human <laughs> until you're now. Mm-hmm. And you realize that they did the best they could with what they had. Mm-hmm. And you have to appreciate that. Yeah. And I know as kids, dealing with this now, thinking you have no power to do anything else, you're not gonna realize that till later. But I hope, as an adult, there becomes a point. I think that's when you kind of grow up, is when you figure that out. When you realize yeah. you know nothing. Yeah. That's the yeah. moment that you're,
0: you're growing up. And then you have so much more to grow. You know less and less as you
4: get older. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> yes.
2: Um, I think for my mom and my parents, uh, both of them, Um, the big positive is that my family is just very family oriented, um, having been one of five kids and my little brother has down syndrome and, uh, we moved around all the time. So it was always just us and my mom was just incredible. I mean, she was a superstar of holding it all together and through every move and just the structure, knowing every day was going to be the same. There was, she managed through all the chaos to make it not chaotic. And so I'm by nature not that way, but that's something that I love about her that I strive to give to my kids to make their home really be a home and to be filled with consistency. I would say um, one negative thing um, is that my parents, like some of the others, didn't really talk to us. And so, you know, I could have had a lot of opportunities growing up, but I didn't know the opportunities were there because my, my parents never talked to us about what could be. And I think that's probably why I'm so future-oriented with my kids is because my parents never sat with me and talked about my life options, so I just kind of floundered around. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. What advice would you give to, like, people, uh, moms starting off as moms and, like, having a kid? Like, what do you think is important to know? Oh,
2: wow. I would say trust your instincts. You know, everybody has advice. Everybody's going to tell you. And there is some very wise advice out there. But I think number one is that as mothers, once you become a mother, there's some things you just know as a mother with that child. And I would say just trust that.
3: Don't be so hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I heard this lady say one time, she said, like, they survived the day I did my job. And you think, and you're thinking, oh, that's horrible. But then again, <laughs> you know, every day you, you go in there, you make sure they're awake they're breathing and you're like and you see them you're like, I'm not doing so horrible <laughs> yeah. they're not horrible people that, that's a good kid somebody just came over and said your kid is awesome they just helped my kid up the slide you know, you have to appreciate the little things you can't tear yourself down for everything you don't think was successful just But because at the end of the day your kid still loves you, Mm
0: -hmm.
3: you know? I think
0: I would, um, hope that, um, a new mom sees the potential human that they're raising. Um, that's different from them. I think that one of the most, um, scary things is, uh, raising somebody with an expectation of who they're going to be before they let it come out themselves. So, um, Listen to your kid the minute they can start talking and pay attention to what they're passionate about and um, Get to know them for who they are because they're budding little people They're gonna grow up and do something different than you. They just are in one way or another They may become a mom like you, but they're going to be different and um, embrace it and get to know it because it's most likely very beautiful
4: This is gonna sound negative but it's not <laughs> <laughs> Twist. because she taught me that even when they're little things lying in their crib and all they do is eat, sleep, and poop, that's all they do, they're still taking in the world around them. And
0: she says that because for the first year of my life I was um, on like a heart monitor. I had, I had a sister who died of SIDS before me and they didn't know what SIDS was at the time and so They thought I was going to die at any moment. And so I had to lay stiff on a board. I don't remember this. I was a baby. Stiff on a board, heart monitors, and it would go off all the time accidentally. So everybody always thought I was dying all the time, rushing at me. Nobody really wanted to touch me because they thought they'd kill me. It was just, you know, for my first 12 months. And then after that, I could be a normal person. This is a story my mom tells me. I don't know, but I grew up a hypochondriac. (laughs) Um, As a child, I thought I was always dying and I didn't know I didn't know I just I'd have a headache and I thought it's brain tumor like I just immediately jumped (laughs) to the worst Um, and uh, Human contact is hard for me to necessarily like accept, you know Um, And so that's why she mentions that so
4: So yeah, I mean so not to like I said negative But you do need to be aware of what you're doing around your children even as a baby Mm -hmm. You know because Mm -hmm. they're taking it in (laughs) <laughs> and you don't even realize it. Yeah.
1: Um, I know my mom, because like, my sister's autistic, do you have like any advice like for new parents that are raising uh, special ed kids? I think you need to follow your gut, your instincts. I mean, because you'll meet a ton of doctors, and they'll all tell you something different. And you know your child. I've been told so many times, oh, she's not autistic. She just can't hear. No, I've had her hearing tested. And you just know. You keep going, and you keep pressing different doctors, and you do what's best for your kid. And not what the doctors tell you not what the specialists tell you and you get as much help as you can early 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 on my daughter couldn't talk before three and a half she's graduating high school this year and she doesn't stop talking now yeah like so that early intervention for any special needs whether whatever it is is very 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 important
4: you do need to be the biggest advocate and cheerleader for your children because no one else will Mm -hmm.
1: right even to this day i still still need to I have
3: two a brother and a sister who are special needs and you see how that affects your family because they need more care mm-hmm. than everybody else and as a parent as a kid growing up in that family dynamic I I understand it, it does, I feel like it made me a more caring person I think mm-hmm. it makes my kids more caring mm-hmm. people because that's their aunt and their uncle but I also would tell anybody who has kids with special needs is like don't forget about other yeah yeah You know cuz you love and you completely understand. You know, but sometimes,
1: yeah, yeah they do have their moments, you know. You are like, hey, that here I am get tired of it, you know. Yeah.
3: And yeah. that's the only, you know, it's just here I am too. Yeah. what you got, girl? So <laughs> you <laughs> see those wheels turning. What advice would you give to other girls listening to this podcast?
0: Girls, your age. Is that like your your
4: audience.
0: girl? <laughs> <laughs> girls in general, like girls women. Not moms, previous to motherhood. A girl that <laughs> has not had a, mo- a child.
1: Go out and talk to your mom, ask questions. Learn about your history. Learn about their growing up. Talk to your parents.
3: I know it's hard, but try your hardest not to be pressured into anything. Try to be, like right now is the time to be, to explore, to do what you wanna do. Because when you become, when you have a kid, you're responsible for somebody else and they they come first. And you have the right to come first at a time in your life. Y'all are young and you live in a time that almost anything is possible.
2: Mm
3: -hmm. I don't want anybody to to ever allow to be pressured into doing something you don't wanna do. To not explore something that you really do wanna do because you don't think it's the norm or you don't think that girls don't do that, or people like me don't do that. Because if you find it interesting and you think it's safe enough, you know, you go out there and you take, get, buy a ticket if you can afford it, go on a trip, you know, hike up that mountain, your youth is when you can do almost anything. Because when you have a kid, it's like, I love having kids, but you, you have somebody else to think about, you know? Do stuff when some the only person you know have to think about is you. And you don't have to make any excuses for that to, to me, to your parents, yeah. to the people around you. you know. I'm going to
0: piggyback off of that, though, for giving advice to um, girls previous to motherhood. All I wanted was to be a mom, like <clears throat> from in middle school. You know, I, ne- I didn't want to go get pregnant, but I definitely <laughs> was like, oh, I can't wait to be a mom. And I happened to fall in love at 17 and it just happened, and everybody told me. My, no, nobody supported me getting married young. No, nobody supported me having a family young, um, but it's what I knew was right. It's what I knew I needed and wanted. I got married six months after I graduated high school, and then a year and a half later, this beautiful creature came along, and had I not followed my instincts and done what was right for me, because really nobody supported it. It sounds like a terrible idea, and I'm not going and saying get married right after you graduate high school. I'm not saying go find a husband and have a child soon, but um, I think that what's right for you is what's right for you, and you know in your heart what you're supposed to do. So don't let anybody tell you what you're supposed to do. Um, You'll know when it's right, you know.
2: I would say um, be willing to do hard things, while you're still young when you can get the most reward back from doing those hard things and when opportunities come your way don't just say oh later you know just seize the day as they say yes yes
4: Mm -hmm. and i would say be willing to make mistakes Mm -hmm. because right now you're in a place where a mistake is not necessarily going to fashion the rest of your life you're in a place where you have a soft place to fall at, at home, mm-hmm. and um, and I don't mean like big mistakes, but I mean be willing <laughs> like to take a chance and try something and be willing to fail at it. Yes. And learn from that failure. What should I have done? What shouldn't I have done? You know, and then take that lesson and move forward. Don't don't let the failure stop you. You know, from doing something else. Learn from it. One of my favorite little things is something Will Smith did not too long ago about fail first, fail often. Fail, I don't know, there were like three ways to fail. And he was encouraging you to fail because you don't learn unless you fail. Yeah. And
3: it's, it's something she was saying about, I've learned about judgment. It's like, especially of other girls around you, of women, give them a compliment if you can. You never know how somebody's day is. I remember being in high school, and people asked what you want to be. And this one girl said, I want to be a stay-down mom. And I laughed. You know, because I'm like, I know I want to go to college. I know I want to do this. And then I thought about that. How horrible is that to me to laugh at what she wants to do, what she sees as success. Because trust me, I have a job now, and I wish I could be home with my kids more. I wish I had that much time to mold them. And even, But even then I knew when I said that, I, I saw her face fall. And if nothing yeah. else, I never want to make somebody feel that what makes them happy is not the right thing to do. And I think I see this stuff with the Instagram and Facebook and <laughs> Snapchat. You're waiting to see what somebody put on there so you can laugh at something they did. And as a woman, I hate that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't want young girls to say, because they perceive that, their bodies aren't so because people are always judging them. And if you can take a little bit of that away and say, hey, great job, hey, whatever, or just like, you know what, that's not my business, let me keep walking, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I agree. Women, girls are just waiting for a comment on their post with their filtered face, yes. you know? Be yourself, be proud of who you are, and compliment each other for the things that you see in each other. Be each other's advocates. Well, thank you for coming with <laughs> <me. Yes. laughs> Thank
3: you so much. Thanks,
1: Thanks for having us. Thank you.
0: Thank oh you. Your it answers were so good. Thank you for being here. I could awesome. sit here awesome. also. Yeah, we could yeah. do this for hours, you but know, <laughs> you'd edit it most out. So. And let me tell you one
4: more. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, ladies, for having
0: us. It's yes. a great it. idea. I'm excited to hear it.